27 years after deadly events, the traumatized Losers Club have to face their fears once more. Will they be able to stop a killer clown and end a nightmare? All this can mean only one thing. We're comparing it and it chapter two on this episode of Retro vs. Remake. Retro vs. Remake! I'm Dan Farley. I was doing my best prom pose right there. That's a nice prom pose. Thank you very much. Like, oh, uh, like, but it was more like the Christmas, like the a holiday, like, oh, she, he's going for winter queen. What's going on, folks? How are you? Absolutely. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back Chapter two to relive some more childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. I, God, before we get into this, yeah. I was just, I was literally thinking, what if you, like, if this came up now that it realized that we had some past demon that we right. forgot about, right. how would you literally handle it? How would I handle it? Yes, like if, <laughs> let's say it turned out that you and I had this clown, mm -hmm. like if it was the same exact situation, right. but it happened to us right now, right. and we're like, someone called us, let's say, I don't know, Alex Nicholas sure. called us up and said, hey, you need to come back to... Jersey City. Sure. <laughs> and, like, sure. And, and then when, once we got there, we're like, oh shit, this right. fucking clown. Right. So so we moved and we had successful lives. Yes. And there was no yes, problem. There's no problems. And we forgot about it completely. Like Never else thought did. about it. Like, Never thought about it. Not our problem. Not our problem. Like, not, <laughs> not my problem. But I made a promise when I was 11. Yes. We it's, made the promise. And now I'm 40. Now you're 40. And it's very important that I go back. Correct. And face a murder. Yes, in real life. Like, right yeah, now. No, no, right now. In this right situation. Now. No, I get that. I get that. But, like, if we don't go, everyone's fine. I don't know. Probably not. Well, like... People we don't know are not fine. Oh, well, sure, sure. We might read about it on the news and be like, Ooh, tough break, kid. Well, then it, becomes a, it does become a moral question. Yes. Like, would I? I don't know. But, like, like... I mean, like, literally, what do we do? Like, I was thinking... Like you put it lit, like oh. it would it would end with you putting it in a leg lock and yeah. me dropping cinder blocks on <laughs> his head true. until it dies. I see what you're saying. Like actually, like, ah, like first of all, like, be, and then Dan beat him to death with a hammer. I'd be much more prepared than these fucks. Like, oh my god! Like we had and like, much more bloodthirsty. Oh yeah, like. It would look like Rambo. You'd see me with the head. Yeah, back. exactly. <laughs> and I'd be like Gizmo and Gremlins too. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I would be like, "Oh, did you see Dan? Yeah, he just came in with two hammers and beat it." Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> fuck around and find out. Yeah, fuck around and find out. Oh man. Uh, that's well, sorry for the side note, guys. Now onto the movie. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, go right into it. We'll, we'll give you a quick breakdown. It, the 1990 miniseries, we're focusing on the second part of it, so we're only going to talk about... Part two. Deuces, son. The adults in this. Uh, <clears throat> starring, as always, Tim Curry. Yes, Tim Curry. Tim Curry, Richard Thomas, Annette O'Toole, John Ritter. You know that John one? Ritter. <laughs> you know that one. Uh, Harry Anderson. Night Court himself, baby! Oh. Harry T. Anderson. <laughs> Dennis Christopher, Tim Reed, and Richard Mauser. No idea. Let's see. Uh, I think uh, the what's the first guy was uh, 
Laura Dern's father in Ozark. Mm. The guy who played Bill. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. That's, that's about the only person that's done anything other than John Ritter or Harry, Harry Anderson. John Ritter's that dude. And rest in peace, both of them. Yeah. Pour one out for yeah. both. Absolutely. Let's see. In 1990, it was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Screenplay adapted by Lawrence D. Cohen. Uh, and of course, the original story from Stephen King's 1986 novel of the same name. It, Chapter 2, from 2019. Starring Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, Jay Ryan, James Ransom, Andy Bean, and Bill Skarsgård. Much more notable. A lot more recognizable more names notable. here. Let's see. Directed by Andy Muschietti with a screenplay by, uh, written by Gary Doberman. Again, it's a follow-up to... <laughs> it's a follow-up to It from 2017. So. Is, it, is it just me or does the title It Chapter 2 sound deceiving? Like there's supposed to be 37 It movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Instead of two. It, Why not part two? I don't, I don't know. That makes sense. Like, that makes much sense. Chapter two. Like, if I read a book with two chapters, that is not a book. That's that true. is a short story. I could tell exactly what you mean, because, like, when I was looking up it, chapter two, like, chapter three would come up, chapter yeah. four. So, like, the audio book was coming up. I was like, yeah. okay, guys. Exactly. Like, part two would have made more sense. Um, like, trying to do the book thing when you're just a movie at this point. Yeah. Like, doesn't, doesn't yeah, hold up. Yeah. Unless, it's like Quentin Tarantino. He has, like... You know, six chapters. Okay, in his movies. Sure. Yeah, okay, okay whatever. But, like, two. That's literally the minimum. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. I guess uh, we do this. I know we talked about it a bit, but, like, uh, first experience with these two films? Uh, the first experience. Well, the second one, uh, I guess we talked about the first one. I mm -hmm. saw it. The, uh, it was... Terrifying. I, I remember when it was on. It was fucking terrifying. Hmm. But the uh, the second one I saw, and I I remember thinking, how long is this goddamn movie? Yeah. Like what? Three hours. Like I got shit to do. Three hours. I did, like three hours. And like once you know how it ends, like I don't know. But I was I was excited to see it though. And I don't think I may have watched this during pandemic. Hmm. This may that have been watched so, um, in, uh, during lockdown. No, out, maybe not. It came out in 2019, so... Was it 2019? It came out in 2019, so unless you saw it in theaters. No, I didn't see it in theaters, so I did watch it. Yeah, pandemic. I saw it in, during pandemic. Because I don't know exactly when this came out, but you got to imagine it's probably around Halloween. Yeah. So by the time it released, it would have yeah. been probably... <laughs> like, Chapter 1, I remember seeing in the movies. I remember right. what movie theater. It was by in South Orange and whatever. Yeah. Which was scary enough when you went outside. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was no nothing in comparison to that, but the uh, the uh, original, but the the second one, I think I saw it in, I it, I think I saw it like I was laying in bed watching it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. Not like going to sleep and like oh one eye open, but I was intently watching it like from my bed yeah. during pandemic. I think the covers like yeah, with the covers like oh get away from it, Eddie no. <laughs> Run! Run, Eddie! Your asthma! <laughs> yeah, uh, as always, like, um, a running theme with this series is, like, horror isn't really my genre. So, uh, the first time was basically for this podcast. Yeah. But, like, um, 
it was pretty easy. Like I watched the miniseries on like Voodoo or whatever, and yeah. then it was on HBO Max at the time, so I was able to watch it, all yeah. of it, kind of all at the same time. I, I think my favorite thing about the It miniseries was mm -hmm. I remember my ex at the time, she's never she never saw it, and yeah. uh, I think I used my boss's Amazon Prime to buy it. That's all. Awesome. So I think, I think I'm cool. With yes, that. me too. I'm cool with Statue that. Statue of Limitations gotta be up. It has to be. has to be. I mean, honestly, what's he gonna come back to you for $20? I don't even think you can do that small claims court. Yeah, good luck me showing up. <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll do a quick synopsis and we'll just dive right into this shit. Let's get into it, guys. Heard the first one. And if you haven't heard it, go yeah, back and watch. Go back and watch that. Let's break down. This won't make any sense. Yes, it will. It'll make a lot of sense yes. uh, either way. Um, contrary to what some people think about the film, we watch a YouTube video to yeah. kind of recap it. We disagree. The British just don't understand they don't horror. It. They don't. And their horror is like, oh, oh, sorry, someone like spit in the yeah in the king's. The, the queen had the wrong yeah. fork. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my lord! Oh, yeah. it's that in comedy. It's just two different things. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Not that there's anything wrong with it. The London silly nannies. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Anyway, yeah, yeah whatever. Agree to disagree. Um, do you think it's because they don't have black people there? I think they don't have enough black people. Enough black people, yeah. yeah. I think that's it. Like, you have, like, if you need to see a horror movie, you need to see it with black people mm -hmm. in the audience. It's like yeah. watching magic. Oh, yeah. You need, to, you need yeah. to have black people there. It's the best thing in the world. This is a complete aside, but I watched Ocean's 8, and I was sitting next to a couple, black couple, and they made that movie much more enjoyable. Your parents? <laughs> I wish, <Max. laughs> no. But um, it was like, you know, just stating obvious things that were happening on the screen. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, don't you go in there? Like, you need that. Yeah, like you that. do need like, that. And you need, like, I will kick this motherfucking clown's ass. Yeah. Like, I need that. You need that. You need that. And same thing with magic. When you're like, oh, like, they look at them like this motherfucker, like, David Blaine is a sorcerer. Mm. And that, and also, like, the comedy. Like, I think... The whole revolution of of uh, like the deaf jamification. Yeah, the deaf jamification of like uh, of you know uh, roasts. Yeah, and roast battles and stuff that came from like much more hip hop yeah. than it did from totally. like the Dean Martin roasts. You know, no, that's, that's true. Like actually, for whatever reason, I'm just thinking about it now. Like there was a ten year stretch where like I couldn't tell you the name of one white comic <laughs> yeah. that was alive. Maybe besides Rich Voss, because yeah. I was watching so much Def Jam and like Comic View. Yes. Yeah, no, black people really help, and like I think that's why. As far as that goes, even just Elba has been elevated so high yes. in London. <laughs> like <laughs> Knuckles fame. <laughs> what is that? Oh uh, man, yeah, we were watching a football game, and, uh, <laughs> and Idris Elba was there. And they, were, they had all the worst references. He's like Himdale from Himdale, Thor, like the fourth lead in Thor. That's fucking Stringer Bell, bro. Well, who could like, forget Knuckles? Luther, yeah, Knuckles. <laughs> They're like, yo, I'm calling this guy Knuckles. Like what? Yo, Luther. Uh, <laughs> Hell, even Beast and yeah. the movie's out in the yeah, right now. Fucking, you could, I don't know, future James Bond? I don't know. Possibly. Anything, possibly. Anyway. I hope. Yeah. Well, here's a quick synopsis so we can turn this. Guy will fuck your wife in front of you? Uh, and what are you going to do about <laughs> it? I mean, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Nope. You'll just enjoy <laughs> You'll just call him Hemdale. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened there. That guy, his wife fucks him. He's like, how do I... I yeah, that's take him down Fucking like Mark Sanchez. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, so, quick, a quick, and I mean quick synopsis. Defeated by members of the Losers Club, the evil clown Pennywise returns 27 years later to terrorize the town of Derry, Maine once again. 
Now adults, their childhood friends have long since gone their separate ways, but when people start disappearing, Mike Hanlon calls the others home for one final stand. Damaged by scars from the past, the United Losers must conquer their deepest fears to destroy the shape-shifting Pennywise, now more powerful than ever. That's it. Yep. Yep. 27 years pass, these uh, traumatized people are now adults, living their own lives, they have to come back to their, uh, their childhood homes and deal with a even stronger demonic demon clown thing. Yes, even stronger, I guess. Yeah, uh, and they, they really lean into the trauma. Yeah, really lean into the trauma. And I don't know, and, and the more I th watched this movie, the more mm -hmm. I thought about my own childhood trauma, and oh, I was yeah. like, and I was thinking about it, I was like, I might be better, I might have more. <laughs> I think I might have more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I might have worse things happen to me. Yes, like, um, Let's see, uh, where do you want to start here? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> like, I think there's a reason why people become comedians. Yes, I think so. Put it that way. Yes, uh, Richie. What, uh, by the way, when I was watching Richie, yeah. like how he's a stand-up comedian, in the second one, because in the first one he's like, I don't know what kind of comedian he is. What would you call that? Um, like, <laughs> post-modernist vaudeville? Something like that. Like, it's, it's, what the fuck are you doing? So, like... He's wearing like a hat with like a flower with like with bubbles all around him. I don't know what's was, going it on. He's, it was weird. Yeah, and by the way, not very funny. Like if he was hanging out, I'd be like, "You guys yeah. are laughing at this." Like I'd be furious if I was like the crowd was laughing and I was in the back and watching him on stage and he was killing. I'd be like, "What? Are you, yeah, like, are you fucking laughing at this?" Like what am I? What do I even bother writing jokes I, for? I could be wrong about this, but did he have props? I feel like there yes, were props. Yes, there yeah. were props. Mm -hmm. There were absolutely props. He's wearing a goddamn Laurel and Hardy hat. There's only one prop comic, and his name is Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah, his name is Carrot Top. And if you want to go the 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 call Gallagher, that motherfucker has jokes yeah. too. Okay? Gallagher could spit. Gallagher two could spit. Gallagher two could spit. <laughs> Black Gallagher could spit. <laughs> Black Gallagher. I got one. <laughs> All right, we're gonna jump into each of the characters. Um, and then, you know, we'll come back to maybe some of the action and stuff. But uh, let's just start with uh, characters. In 1991, Richard Thomas portrays Bill Denbro. Uh, I think he's, I think they renamed him for this movie. It's just called Ponytail. <laughs> ponytail. <for laughs> ponytail. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got a ridiculous ponytail. And uh, just for the audience, he's the stuttering founder of the Losers Club, whose desire to kill Pennywise is heavily influenced by the death of his young brother, Georgie. Let me tell you, his, uh, his mole... Might deserve an Emmy. Because mm. uh, I was glued to it the whole time. Just like... <laughs> like staring at the fucking mole. In his the face. mole. The, uh, the, and the his wife. Chair. His wife who goes into a coma halfway through the... Because she sees the deadlights. I don't... I couldn't tell. Because she seemed exactly the same throughout the entire movie. She's... <laughs> As bland, yeah, that could have been just a cardboard cutout of a woman, like a cartoon woman waving, and it would have been the same. It would have been about the same. For the same. Actually, that's that's a great point. We'll bring her up really quick, just because there's no equivalent. Um, yeah, new film. Bill's wife sucks in the second one. She really that's does. story's yeah. over. Because James McAvoy would have a hard time keeping a woman. I'm sure. Totally. Totally believable. That's Olivia Hussey plays Hussey. <laughs> Olivia Hussey plays Audra Dimbro. Don't you want her? Don't you want her? Don't you want her? Um, just bring her up because she's more flesh out in the It miniseries. Um, <laughs> I, I guess. I didn't think is he, she? 
She's in it. She's in it. That is really the only difference. <laughs> with some they, some accent. She gets kidnapped. She, she gets kidnapped they, by Pennywise, which the weirdest plot I've ever seen. Like, why are you kidnapping her? Why not just kill her? Se pull a seven. Send her. Send him her, her head. That would have been like that would have been more appropriate than what we got. It doesn't make sense. She with her accent that goes no. It's mm -hmm. like, where are you from? I have no idea where she's from. The Upper Vest Side. <laughs> they never explain it. They don't never. explain anything about her. Um, it's like, is it Asian? Why, she gets, is like, it European? I don't know. It doesn't like. I could even nail it down to a continent. Totally. It could be African. It really could be. I could see it as South African. Yeah, for sure. It could be. And like, because we don't flesh that character out, like, why? Is she there? She, I mean, I think she was a stand-in for a scarecrow, to be honest <laughs> with you, for most of the movie. Like, yeah. it was just a scarecrow. Like. Just, just to make sure we can dive into that. Uh, in the remake, James McAvoy plays William Bill Dimbro. Uh, again, describes as a resourcefully determined former leader of the Losers Club who hunted down and defeated it in the summer... Oh, who hunted down and defeated it in the summer of 1989. So, going back to our friend... Um, Richard, who's playing Bill in the original film, looks nothing like the kid. No. Not even has, close. Has this crazy ponytail. I was like, I would, I could sooner see Jonathan Brandis, like, stealing my wife than Bill. Yeah. Like, in, I'm not even going to, I don't even know what, I don't, a ponytail, like, it's just, that's what I'm calling him. Ponytail. Yeah, no, that I'm calling him ponytail biggest, now. That was his biggest character, pony, that was his biggest, like, crutch of a character. It's like, oh, he's got a ponytail. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It looks I, like a horse. I'll give him this, like, uh, his main mode in the entire film is, like, childlike fear. Like, he's I constantly kind of, like, cowering and yeah. being afraid of things. But he's the one that's not, like, young Bill wasn't. You right. know, like, he was like, hey, let's go. We gotta right. kill it. Right. And we, it's silver. We can kill it. How do you know? Right. Anyway, did you read a book? <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, he's... The leader, right? He's supposed to be the leader, but I, I'm not feeling that in the miniseries. Like no. he feels very reluctant. It to was do... he was the leader because it was written in the script. Right, he was the leader, he, but he seems so reluctant to do yes. anything. Anything. Like he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go. Doesn't. Uh, he doesn't want to fight it. No. He's looking for every single out. Possible. Every out possible. I think that's why you have to kidnap his mute wife yes. so that like he actually finishes it. What was her name? Audra. Audra. Yeah. Which is also. Audrey. I'm sorry to anyone named Audra out there. It's yeah, the worst yeah, name in the world. Name. Audra Hussey even doubled down. On I just his 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 uh, <laughs> he was stuttering. Audra, Audra. Yeah, just ugh. Yeah, when his stuttering comes back, yeah. it's so bad. And it's so random. It's it yeah. It, it comes and, and it goes. And I think Bill, you stutter here. Mm. Why? Because I pointed there. Yep. Yep. And like because. Of that, like, I didn't feel like they're, like, coming back to Deary and, like, falling back into, like, their childhood, like, Nothing. Tits. Not even close. You don't even realize it's happening until so deep into the movie. No, they, like, might they might have might as well have been black when they were younger. <laughs> like, and Mike should have been white. <laughs> like, it's not even close. It's, it's true. Like, when James McAvoy starts stuttering. Yeah. It, like... He's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, that's a dude. He's a good he's actor. James McAvoy's a pretty like, good we, actor. We're going to split that aside. Like, just 
time out on the whole, uh, <laughs> like, the miniseries. The casting in It Part 2, phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. It's like, yes. Yes, the only one I would have done is I would have got, for Stan, I would have got Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> like, that here is $30,000. Yeah. Just do this <laughs> for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That would have worked really good. Um, yeah. Schwartzman would have been pretty good. There. Yeah, because the guy kind of looked like Jason Schwartzman, yeah. but it was like, it was the Wish.com Jason Schwartzman. Well, you're going to have him in for 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 you know? minutes. Not Not kills well, like 15 minutes, like filming, like two yeah. seconds in the screen time. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, but James McAvoy is so much more, like, of a leader, right? Oh, yeah. Like, he actually has the most motivation to kill it. Yes. And that's very apparent. He killed his brother. We can't let it happen again. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, and that comes up, he brings it up regularly, um, yeah. it's his motivation. Um, speaking of motivation, I guess, like, in the two films, what brings the Losers Club back? Yes. Um, this is where the miniseries, I think, takes a lead, right? Like, when the little girl's on the, the tricycle and gets murdered, um, kind of like kids in the yeah. town. Like, that makes sense, yes. right? A uh, kid gets killed. And it brings people back. Why does the It Chapter 2 start with like a gay bashing randomly? Well, I know in the book that happens. Okay. But I think that happens in 1955. Hmm. In the book. Like they, okay. I think it's these guys that are getting terrorized and he rips them apart. Yeah. Like, so I think that was just like a... Like a I think it was just... But it sounded like so much more set up that like, not only is this a... Child killing monster. Right. Also, he's a homophobe. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, because if you were like pro Pennywise, like no, nah, we gotta we gotta break him down. Yo, he's kind of cool, even though he kills us. Oh, the gays. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Mike Holland in in the first film, he is like goes to the scene of the crime. <laughs> yeah. Which. Yeah, because I let all my librarians hang out as child murder scenes in the rain. And then he finds the one clue that Pennywise left behind right. for him. And be like, wink, it's me. Right. I killed Georgie. Here's Georgie's picture. Where'd you get Georgie's picture? It doesn't matter. <laughs> he just had it. He just had it. His school picture. And, and like, Georgie's That was clearly his headshot. Right. The kid's headshot. <laughs> right, right. From, when he auditioned, it's like, just use that. But, like, why would Mike's trigger be Georgie's picture? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right. Like, like, did you even know Georgie? Right. Like, were you even friends then? No. No, you <laughs> never you met Georgie. You never he met him. Was, they weren't friends when Georgie was on. No. It was like, did you read about him in like an obituary? Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. And then like, but by the way, like, I'm looking at the, like, there's pictures of like your father. Like, I know what your mm -hmm. father looks like. Mm -hmm. But if I met your father as a young man, it's not because I saw that, like, I'd, right. there, I'd be like, <gasps> <laughs> like right. saw your father. Like, uh, I would yeah. never recognize it from a picture. Totally. Like, as bad as that is, it makes From more... 30 years ago, by the way. Of course. Like, 27 years. Georgie's picture. The picture of a child you never met from 27 years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fucking, uh, that's uh, Bill's brother. Better, better call Bill. Like, it makes no sense. Oh, and that, also when you said about the, the, uh, the gay murder and stuff. Yeah. That, like, when he's swimming in the water after falling off the bridge, which... And then he's yeah. like floating there, like, yeah, like, and offers his hand for help. I'm gonna take my chance in the water. Like, no, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna. Like, yeah. 
I'm not good. Thank you, sir. I know that I know this the saying any port in a storm mm -hmm. and literally you're in it, but ah. yeah. Well, to be fair, he took a lot of a head trauma, so maybe his eyes like, are glowing. Like, clearly an evil glow. Yeah, he's clearly not human. <laughs> no, like you're right. Like at that point, you mind your own business, you get gay bash in town, you're in the river, you're yeah. like there's a clown on the side where I was like, fuck this town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in the book, it was much more like, I don't know, I'll, I'll actually elaborate on that. Do you sure. think that the, the, the gay bashing was a result of it, like, influencing them? I think because that kid is there who seems to be influenced by it. Yeah. The kid who's basically like, gay bashing. Yeah. Like, I think that is its influence. Um, it still doesn't really land. Yeah, for it me. doesn't. Yeah, I don't think it lands. I don't think they land. They yeah. get it because that's. It's clearly. It's supposed to be it doing right. that. Like he's the one, like almost like the, the whole thing is like there's like a he's shadow to be. Yeah, there's like yeah. a whole shadow. That's why ever all the adults are so messed up. Okay, because he's kind of like casting a spell on them, and that's what dry he drives them into. Like that builds the fears yeah. that he could kill them and like the, like it all the more. Well, I think because everyone's. But he doesn't, and it doesn't come across in that. No, it does. No, I think the way they film it, that doesn't come across. Like I said, I think by having that kid be kind of influenced, that's them attempting to do that. Yeah. But like, I think the problem with this scene is that, um, cool isn't it? It's a callback to like the book, but like, yeah. Who are these yeah. gay guys? Yeah. I don't know who they are. I don't know who anybody in the scene is. Yeah. Um, but it, if anything, like, I know it's supposed to make me like, isn't he a monster? Right. But. It more made me think of, fuck this town. Yeah, like, no, like, like why, exactly why are you saving this town? Fuck them. Exactly, exactly. Like, get out and stay out. Let, oh, guess what? Those kids got killed? Yeah, I know it's hard to say, but those kids would have grown up to be assholes, right, too. Right, right. <laughs> My thing, too, is that, like, if it has all this influence, right? Like, you might as well be watching, like, when you're a kid and you have, like, the act figure. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm a gay guy. Oh. <laughs> like that's basically what's happening. Like, Ooh, are you reading so my bored. diary? <laughs> he's so bored. He's like, ah, let me do yeah, a today. You know what? <laughs> like he's going out for Thai food. <laughs> yeah. Going out for some gay. Yeah. So like, and then to have Mike kind of be listening to like the police blotters, which makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Than being on the scene, but like, again, because I think the kid died. Yeah. In the scene, kind of following that, uh, the kid with the mark on her face. Yeah. Like, if that's your calling, sure. Sure. Yeah. But, like, the gay bashing is like, let's call the boys back. Yeah, it's like, that's not like, it's not a kid. It's not like really anything equated. Right. Like, you're really putting this yeah. puzzle together. Like, jamming the story. Jamming it, like, for no reason. Mm -hmm. Although, I figure that he's, like, because he's the only one that remembers. He's the only person because he stayed because in town. Because he stayed in town. Mm -hmm. Um,. That, so I think he knows. Like he right. has it marked in his calendar. Right. Like this is the year. Yeah. So the first thing that pops up, he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Like he might be overreacting. I mean, obviously but, he's not. It's, no, like, no. it's a double murder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but sure. it's a double homicide caused by a clown, which he happens to be right, but he right. doesn't know he's right. But I agree. Um, <laughs> but he, he, I think he just jumped the gun on calling them. But he, I don't know. But. Yeah, but he, I think he had it marked. Yeah. I think he's ready for this year. I mean, he was clearly ready. Well, by the time everyone got back, he's like, guys, got a plan. Totally. Like, totally. We got, we're going to take ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. Excuse the, me, what? Yeah. The, the amount Hear of, me out. 
You guys like cartoons? You know what about cartoon cave paintings? Since we're talking about it, um, we'll bring him up because I do want to talk a little bit more Mike. about Bill. Mike. But uh, Mike Hanlon starts both of these sort of segments. Um, let me uh, let me ask you a question. How old is Mike Hamlin in the miniseries? Sixty-two. <laughs> Six. He just fucking might easy. Be. He just fucking might be. He's like, they black don't crack? That's a bunch of bullshit, okay? <laughs> that dude is. That guy is 64 ancient. years old. That ancient man is uh, yeah. Tim Reed <laughs> Tim in Reed. 1990 who p portrays Mike Hamlin. Well, Mikey, you did it. You got us all back here. I guess it's because it's the only way you'd ever see us. Since you're so lame, you'd never leave this town. The only black person in Losers Club, as well as the only one to remain in Deary following the Losers Club first defeat yeah. of it in 1960. The only one to work for Lincoln. <laughs> Jesus, fucking... The fucking car factory? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, the president. The president. He was at Gettysburg. He was at Gettysburg. He was fucking secretary. Uh, in the remake... He used his back to write the speech. <laughs> That's great. Mike Tab. Oh, uh, man. He's 74 years old, Mike. What are you still doing here? You it's age like, horribly. Just move, man. Just move. In the remake... Isaiah Mustafa plays Michael Mike Hanley. If it ever comes back, we'll come back to you. We didn't stop it. A, uh, th this one doesn't say the only black member, but it says a member of the Losers Club who fought against it. Good. Good. Progressive. Yeah. Both of them are, both of them are librarians. Um, I find this is another place where actually I kind of prefer some of what's happening in the original. I find Mike to be more generally helpful <laughs> what? In, the, in the miniseries oh like, yeah in the isaiah mustafa's character is constantly like leaving information out yeah to try to manipulate everyone to go along with his yes life, which gets to be a bit annoying yes it does when your life's on the line especially but also like he's pretty much the learned one like the, right but meanwhile the fat kid is the he in the in the new ones he's he reads everything. Right. So, it's like, so what does Mike do? Right. He just has the nail gun? Like, that's it. That's kind of it. Yeah, I, I think that that's like, it's just really interesting. I think that they're trying to do more from the book in It Chapter 2 because there's more talk of, like, these different rituals. Yeah. Like, the background of what it, the monster is. And, like, yeah. it's encounter with Native Americans in Deary and stuff like that. But, like, Mike, who has all the information, and it's so much more obvious in this film, uh, because they're just better at like telling the story yes. <laughs> in a lot of ways, um, is he knows so much that they can't know because they were out of town. Yeah. But like, instead of being like, all right, I'm going to trust that my friends who made this promise to me are going to like go along, no matter what the circumstances. Yeah. He's like, I'm just not going to fucking tell them. Yeah, I'm just going to let them remember. Yeah. Oh... Yeah, I drugged you, you guys' stuff. Like, Calm down. I had to drug you so that you would go through the ritual. Yeah. And, uh, like, the there was an artifact where it was like, yeah, there was a piece missing I didn't want to tell you about. And yeah. it's like, that to me started to get kind of annoying. What a dick. Yeah, it's a dick move. Like, yeah. you know, as much as, like, Mike's only purpose in the original film was just be like, come back and then, like, from time to time be like, here's more information. Like, at least he's not an asshole. Oh, but did you forget about his most important role? Mm -hmm. um, giving Bill back his uh, silver, quick silver, mm -hmm. his bike, 
with, and then it goes on a five minute montage of them doing trips on the bike. <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know. That was the, like, it was like, do, 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 like, riding, like, ooh, it's like, oh, look, no ass. Like, oh, I fucking hope a bus hits you both. Like, and then they, they have like, he goes over the ramp, and the ramp is like, Six inches off the ground, yeah, like, oh, oh, like he's like evil, can yeah. oh, like he's fucking evil, can evil, like, oh, oh, and then I like, putting his legs up on the handlebars, like, oh, I'm crazy. Yeah, you're forty. Stop doing yeah, that. It's ridiculous. Um, like, you remember this bad boy? Do I remember? It's like it's interesting how much they have Isaiah Mustafa's character kind of moving the pile along with like the it sort of lore. Yes. While Bill, um, James McAvoy in this sense, is like so singly focused on finding and killing it that like he's almost going on his own yeah. side adventure because he's following like a kid who ends up getting like trapped at some point. Yeah. And like he, he's full steam ahead. Like he would have taken the ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, he would have done it without he, you having to trick him. You could just tell him what's going on and that guy would be like. Yeah, all right. Because he's truly a leader. But I feel like they all would have. I, I think, like, yeah, for the most part, all of them would have. Maybe, maybe not Richie. Or Eddie. Yeah. I don't think Eddie would have. I, I like, I'm not taking hallucinogenic drugs. Right. I'm not doing that. Right. I can see that. And, like, when Beverly, she, maybe her, because she's already seen, like, the old woman. Yeah. So she's like, I'm already tripping balls. That's like, true. Like, I don't, I don't need any more help. That's true. Yeah. But I, but I still think they would have. Like, think, it would have taken prodding, but they would have done it. Yeah, I think that, like, because everyone is so... Also, we're, pretty, we're all pretty sure Mike is just... this is. I think feel like this is an excuse for him to lose thousands at a, a Native American casino. I think that's totally what I think this is, this is where he learned what he needed. Right. At right. the blackjack table. <laughs> betting hard 17. Betting, betting the library budget on hard 17. He's just trying to get staked by his voice. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I know I called you all back here to fight a clown. Yeah. I need like five. Uh, I need five. <laughs> fifty bucks. You need like fifty five. Dirty, dirty, you know. Yeah. Five that Lincoln pension ran out. <laughs> so ridiculous. But going back to like James McAvoy's character is truly a leader in this film. And I don't think he would have needed much product. No, he would have like either. brought people along. Also, I like I one thing I don't know, I don't really like in the new one. Uh, is I'm never sure what they remember. Yeah, like she remembers her father. She remembers the torture. She remembers like, but that was like all part of it. But they don't remember. Like in the in the miniseries, no one remembers anything. Right. The, which okay, if you're not gonna remember anything, don't remember anything. And they're not very good actors, so it's pretty believable. It, it's, <laughs> it's very pretty believable. believable. But well, since since you're bringing her up. Yeah. Um, We'll do it right now. Um, Annette O'Toole in 1990 portrays Beverly Marshall. Oh, is right. <laughs> it did say Marshall on the doorbell. And he floated out there. Uh, <laughs> the only female member of the Losers Club and a fashion designer who has lived in both an abusive family and an abusive relationship in the 19... Excuse me. Damn. In the 2019 film... Jessica Chastain plays Beverly Bev Marsh, the only female of the Losers Club who's abused physically and sexually by her father and bullied at school over false rumors of promiscuity. Your hair is a winter fire. January embers. My 
we didn't. That was kind of like a thing too that she was abused sexually by her father. But was she like we? Uh, no. Um. You know, in the remake, it's, in the book, I think it's pretty established. She is. I think in the it, remake, it's it's creepy. Um. I think it's they, definitely abusive, but I don't know if it's sexually abusive. I think it is like, um, if you watch like it chapter one. Yeah, it's heavily implied. Yes, that is said. I guess you're right. That's why she gets her hair. I think I just don't remember what we landed on. Um, I think from what I remember, I landed on like I found it unsettling how sexualized she is by her yeah. father. And I and just came and turned <laughs> off the movie after. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> like that part, that part bothered me. Um, <laughs> nice, cut um, the hair. <laughs> but like what I was saying in the last time. Uh, we we recorded on this was that you had the scene where she's traumatized uh, by her father and it makes her cut her hair yeah because she's being implied heavily implied so you know um, that's where I landed I don't know yeah I think no I think we I I do I remember we talked about it but I don't remember like it was like ah, like I I believe it either way yeah I don't, I don't really have a firm stance believe it or not yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. And in the first, I in the miniseries, it's not really. No, nah, he's, he's an abusive it, guy. It's like, he's kind of just a dick. Yeah, he's an asshole. He's like a hard-nosed guy, yeah. probably physically abusive to her. Yeah. Um, the but it came like it was almost like it's not like he he was just a bad father. Like it wasn't like in this one, it's like oh he's a monster. Yeah, he was a complete monster. Yeah, he was a complete in monster. But in the in the first one, it's like this guy just doesn't know how to raise a daughter. Like. Yeah, he's like a single father. Single father who always wore overalls. And honestly, in a time where, like, you know what, like, that isn't necessarily terrible parenting. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He wasn't alone. She, yeah, she had a pretty good life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all things considered. Um, yeah, because, like, when we were talking the last time, not that it really mattered, but, like, I found it a little unsettling. The scenes with her father, them being kind of, like, Followed up with some of the coming of age, like the boys kind of, the puberty kind of moments and stuff like that. Because I felt like that messaging was like a little, little awkward. Yeah. But I think that what the remake obviously does better is portraying oh, yeah, the trauma. Yeah. Right? And that's where all the characters, like their trauma is much better defined. Yeah, much more on Front Street. And it's, it's better defined between... The kids and the adults. Yeah, definitely. Because like, I think and the like, link between those, yes. like, it's you could clearly it's, see what what they're like. Whereas, like I said, might as well have been like they could have been Asian. It, it, it didn't matter. Yeah, that that they pull off. Um, but like Beverly, and then her, what in the miniseries, her abusive husband. Oh God! Like, with his awful chest hair. Yeah, the chest hair. Like, that was, like, one of those, like, I would have loved to have been in the room. It would have been worth her getting abused just so I could have been there. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like to pull a Rocky Five, like, you knocked her down. Why are you knocking me down? Why are you knocking me down? Like, because that guy was, like, so unintimidating. He's he, like, get the fuck out of here. This guy? Yeah, yeah, that guy looked like a real loser. Yeah, it's like this loser. And, he, and by the way, put a shirt on. Yeah, put, put a shirt on. He tucks his belt off. There was nothing intimidating about him. Nothing at all. Which is why she kind of kicks his ass. Yeah. <laughs> she actually, yeah. In the original film, uh, Ned O'Toole actually like kind of kicks his ass, like "Don't come fucking near me again." Yeah. Um, Jessica Chastain is in a much more like fraught position. Yeah. Again, that's what this remake does well is like. Yes. 
And then the video she, we, we discussed, we saw oh, yeah. that they were discussing, like, I don't know how Beverly seems too smart. Like, that doesn't mean anything. No. Like, being you, smart has nothing to do you with You fall into the same tropes. Yeah. How many toxic women have I dated in yeah. my life that I never seem to learn? <laughs> well, um, and then same thing but with her. She's just, I'm sure that's a re repeating pattern throughout her life. She's influenced by her trauma. Yeah. You know? Um and how many people have you known in life that's, that oh, do that? You're like, you're with that guy? Yeah. Or it, wh whoever. It happens all the time. Or that girl? It happens all the time. And, like, unfortunately, you, typically you only see kind of, like, flashes of it as, like, an outside observer. Yeah. So, like, there's a reason why people get away with it for so long. Um, time's up, Reggie. Yeah. Time Hashtag is, time's up. Time is up. But, you know, other than... No, I'm actually, we're not saying anything negative at all. I just think that, like... It's so obvious that Jessica Chastain's, like, perfectly cast, perfectly cast, um, better act, better actress, yeah, um, better looking, just doing everything, everything, better. everything better. Like Annette O'Toole, like, just kind of just falls in with the rest of the cast, and there's nothing. She might have, might as well, her. yeah, she might as well as played played Bill's wife too. It didn't might matter. as well, like, dude. Which which is rough, like so you know there's there's this element where um, Beverly has like this uh, this relationship with another character who we're going to talk about next. Um, this relationship with another character, and it kind of like doesn't matter from her side yeah. in the miniseries at all. Versus like this remake where both these characters play off each other very yes, well. Yes, that in the in the miniseries they couldn't have had less chemistry if they were in two different movies. It, it's pretty. It's crazy. bad. It's so bad. So it's it's like oh they they fall in love because the script told them to. That's basically okay. it. That's basically it. Um, we'll uh, we'll get into her kind of love interest that and how that plays right now. Which um, one? <laughs> that exactly. Um, Love Triangle. Whoop, whoop. In the 1990 miniseries, John Ritter portrays Ben Hanscom, an architect who also became a bodybuilder. Didn't see that. Hey, Stack. Putting on a little weight, huh? Bodybuilder. <laughs> um, after being obese as a child. Um, yeah, that didn't show up in the miniseries. I didn't think he was a bodybuilder. Bodybuilder? I thought he... I saw his very fancy award that he won. Oh, yeah. And by the way, driving... Oh, no, he wasn't driving. He was in the limousine. He wasn't in the limousine. Drunk as fuck. He was, was hammering shit. Yeah. He was definitely going fuck, though. Going fuck. In that, in, in that loft that everyone had in the 90s. Yeah. The, the loft they lived in. Oh, man. No, you see I would kill for that loft. Of, you could see in all kinds of films. With like, that elevator where you, like, lift the door yep. up. That's... Yeah. Oh, That's man. in so many 90s I movies. know. It's in The Fly. It's in The like, Fly. <laughs> it's in Wayne's World 2. Yeah. It's in, it's in so many things. Wild. New girl, they live in one. Well, that's not the nineties, but, but you know, referential. Yeah, but I would fucking how much, dude? I would prefer a loft what? over any other goddamn house. And then like, it doesn't seem to matter what socioeconomic position you're in. Doesn't matter everyone. because I could be a like I could be worth forty million dollars and I would <laughs> live in that loft and it would look dope. Yeah. But it would still like, oh yeah, that's that's like a a rusted wheel that you turn <laughs> to let the steam out. <laughs> like so, oh, it'd be so good. And John Ritter, I'll tell you what, he gives it everything he has. Totally. Fucking Three's Company's doing his thing. Yeah, just to play off of that, um, in 2019, Jay Ryan plays Benjamin Ben Hanscom. I'll be honest, I don't know who that is. Uh, he was the guy who... Yeah, I know, I know. Being over, you know, but yeah. I know. 
this is the one casting decision in like correct i was just gonna say this yeah yes where like this is the one that like doesn't fit yeah i feel like they wanted to get taylor lautner yeah yeah and they did it also he also looks too young he looks too young um he looks nothing like the kid which is kind of the point but yeah like, i think he might actually little, be native american it's a little too much like not like that kid yeah that kid was blonde the kid was blonde and like he was like so like rosy cheek white mm. and whatever and by the way the i thought the kid was so good kid was great i thought the kid and then he was just like eh. yeah like the kid brought a lot of um the emotion yeah into the acting and like you could feel for him and you know what he was going through and everything that like he was he was you know moving around and stuff like that and he because he, he moved around a lot and not only that but he was like an outcast also like he was he was like really a fat kid whereas right. like the other one we talked about this in the last episode mm -hmm. he was just kind of like he's not really fat like, no he's just i bet that kid's pretty good at football <laughs> like, like that kid becoming john ritter kind of made sense because yeah. like john ritter who's just like super confident yeah uh, obviously, an award-winning architect. Um, yes, which that exists. Sure. Yes. Sure. Banging chigs, drinking whiskey, just living his life. Um, the kid in the miniseries was confident already. Yeah. Right. Unlike uh, the kid in the remake, who was, like you said, like a true kind of like fat kid. Yeah. Um, and he, because he would like learn, like just what he would read. Like he knew so much because he would read by himself. Right. Like, yeah. He was like. He was in the library. Like, I believe that. I actually believe that that guy would grow up to be, you know, the next, uh, what's his name? I forget that. Fra uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. He what's, would grow up to be that guy. What's interesting, going back to this casting of uh, Jay in uh, the remake, is the kid in the remake series is, um, like you said, he's, he's doing all this reading. He's from out of town, so, like, that's why he's doing all the research. Yeah. And why he takes over the role of, like, backstory and exposition about, like, the history yeah. of the town from Mike's younger self. Older. No. 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 Nothing. I'm just, I'm just in love with Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I stopped at 13. Once my dick got hard, I was done. He, he was done thinking. I was done thinking. Which, you know what? For a lot of us, it's true. It's exactly what happens. That's what happens. Beware, kids. As soon as whatever you find <laughs> gets your rocks off, yeah. you just gravitate yeah. towards that. It's just interesting that, like, they did so much in the uh, It part, or Chapter 1, to make this character, like, the intellect, the historian, kind of, um, which is not what we see in the miniseries. And then they, like, they just lose that. So then give it back to the character yes. who does it in the miniseries, which is Mike uh, Hamlin. So, I don't know. I feel like this, this is, like, a misstep here. Yeah, um, on that one. Because, like, honestly, we're, we're building all this, like, backstory for everyone else and, like, fleshing out their adult lives. He's just like, I'm not fat anymore. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, pretty ripped, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and that's my character now. His character is like, I'm kind of ripped. Look at these abs. And I should, <laughs> I should probably tell Jeffrey Chastain that I'm into Yeah. I got a pretty good hair, too. <laughs> yeah. He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking dude. Doesn't look like that like, kid. I don't think that guy had a thought in his head. Doesn't act like that kid no, either. Doesn't act like that kid at all. And Which makes him the one outlier in this film. Yeah, he's the one. That's just whatever. Alright, I guess we'll move on to Eddie. Yeah, let's move on to Eddie. <laughs> like, yeah. Or as I call him, Ziggy Sabatka. Let's, let's do it. We're pushing the pace here. Um, 
Yeah. In the 1990 uh, miniseries, Dennis Christopher portrays Eddie I fucking Kasprat. Wheezy, how's your sex life? What's your sex life? An asthmatic limousine service oh, runner God. who's lived with his overbearing mother into his adult life. This dude <sighs> could have been so Jeffrey Dahmer in, yeah. oh, absolutely. <laughs> in that Netflix series. 100%. Like, 100%. And I remember thinking that when I watched the... You took the words out of my mouth. Before the Netflix series came out and all that stuff, I remember watching him, like... Because I, I remember Jeffrey Dahmer, and this was kind of around the same time. I was like, this guy kind of looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, kind of... Just saying. It's pretty like, weird. Like, they're trying to play him as, like, this kind of successful limousine business owner, kind of. And, like, all I'm seeing is, like, creepy dude. Yeah. Like, just serial killer. Like I just love how... But even if he didn't die, which he does die, spoiler alert, mm -hmm. um, he dies in both of them, um, that I love how his story ends that with um, being crushed by Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's true. Um, just to talk about everyone, uh, James Ransom uh, in 2019 plays yes. Edward Eddie Ziggy Kessler. Sabatka from the son of Frank Sabatka, who was head of the union. At the labor, uh, <laughs> the longshoreman in uh, The Wire season two. That's true. Um, James uh, Eddie is a member of the Losers Club, a hypochondriac, and a victim of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Yes, and also, how great is it that his mom he's, was cast as his wife? That's that's so perfect. It was perfect. Perfect. He's also uh, in this case, he's a successful risk analyst for an insurance firm. So again, like yes, he would be. By leaning the way. right, leaning into what that kid would do. Yes, he would. That's exactly what he would right. do. You, you don't think that that kid would run a limousine service? No, you think he'd be like a rip? absolutely not. He would be like a bureaucrat, insurance, risk analyst. Everything could go wrong. Type yes, guy. exactly. And the that kid, a limousine service is a gamble. That kid is not gambling. That kid's not taking. He's that. not taking a chance. Yes. Yeah, and and I'm so happy they got away. Because they don't do, I don't remember, refresh my memory, mm -hmm. they don't, Eddie in the 2019 one, the older one, he doesn't have the asthma anymore, right? No, the asthma's kind of gone, they Good. don't have to. Because that, it was so, like, you're like, yo, you're not going to be 40 and then, like, right. still think you have asthma. Right. Like, right. I know you're a hypochondriac, but they clearly tell you it's water. Right. So it's not, like, you're not going to play into it anymore. Like, you're not going to waste the money. <laughs> well, like you said, with the casting of uh, his mom as his wife as well, that's the focus. That, like, you mm -hmm. you are married to your mother. Yes. Like, in this case, obviously, quite literally. But, like, like, like Seymour Skinner. It's, it's not the asthma, right? Like, yeah. that's not the problem this kid has. Yes. Like, the miniseries misses the mark there with focusing on asthma so much, especially because the, the fake asthma spray is what kind of kills, kills it. it. This that. is acid, you battery acid slime ball. You're like, is it? Like, have you been breathing battery acid the whole time? It's so, it could be so good. That doesn't um, make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. But like, it's like, oh! Yeah. And this with like, the mom being the focus. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. It shouldn't have worked. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's just better. Yeah. Like, it's so much better with the mom. Like, he's got those, it's like abandonment issues, but also like overbearing issues. And mm -hmm. 
you know, the Todd to be afraid of anything. Like, that woman is never leaving. Right. Him. You know what I mean? Right. Like he, and not that, but he's also, what I liked about him, like, the other guy, creepy. Right. In the, in the 90s, creepy. Like, creepy and just like, could you please go over there? It, it, like, I don't want to sit next to you. Right. Like, it looks I, a little too much like Bill's character. Luckily, the ponytail, uh... Differentiates him, oh, but like fucking yeah, he looks too much like Bill, and Bill's like fucking those aviators that everyone had. Right, like, that's like what are you? Right. Who thought this is a good idea? It was a mess. Yeah, and they and also like, but you could see Eddie like that Eddie in the nineties. You know he does something weird, like clips his toenails while he eats. Yeah, something, something weird. Something that you're like, this is fucking. Could you stand over there, please? You fucking weirdo. Fuck you. And so like, there's nothing about him that you're like. But the other guy, the Ziggy Zabatka, is he's like a good looking dude. Yeah. Like so yeah, that's right. what's that's what's good about it. Like he's a good looking guy that he grew up to be. And the kid is not a bad looking kid right. either. Right. So it's like, yeah, he wouldn't like grow up to be like this like fucking Right. And so right. the fact that he marries like someone like his that's exactly like his mother, that's it's again the whole safe thing. Right. Like that she's never gonna leave him. And he's not gonna leave her and but it's like he doesn't want to do that, but he's doing it because it's right. The it's the, the Munchausen by yes. proxy. Like uh, they lean into that a bit more. He is dependent on his mother. Yeah, and it's great. Um, and then to then shift that into his wife going forward. Yeah, and like even in the small time where Mike calls him and he's in in the car. In the car. And but he's got his wife on the other line or whatever, and she's like, oh, like you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. And he's yeah. like. He's starting to kind of like lose it and yeah. he gets in an accident. Like that scene is so much more powerful for his character than like anything you see in a miniseries. Definitely. And like, although this character ultimately takes really a backseat, he's not that critical of uh, no. to the story. But like to flesh him out like that was it was a major upgrade. But in the miniseries, I just wanted to I be mean, like, like, what? Can you not afford Andy Dick? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> seriously. Shut up. Seriously. You but, weasel. But definitely. Um, Definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything we're missing there, but I think we... Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we kind of landed. Yeah, I don't think you. And you're right, he does die, but like... It, uh, and also, he's the... I guess, mm -hmm. the apple of the eye of Richie. Hmm. That's a good so point. Do, Richie. That, that does come into play. I think we could, we could do this from memory. Yeah, from memory? Harry Anderson plays him in the... Harry Anderson of Night Court fame. And also Cheers. Yeah, my hand that I had to go, that I had to get cleaned up. Yep. Uh, and then... Harry the Hand. And then... Uh, Harry the Hat, sorry. And then Bill Hader. And Bill Hader plays him as an adult. Richie Tozer. Richard Tozer. Richie Tozer. We'll come back to you. So, both these characters are stand-up comedians, and you... But I don't know if Harry Anderson is. Hmm. I don't know if he's a stand-up comedian. I don't know what the hell he is. Uh, Does he have a like talk show? Game show host? I don't know. I don't know what the hell. That's a good point. He's a comedian, I guess. Yeah. So stand-up may not be, but like a comic. A comedian, an entertainer. He's definitely an entertainer. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it could be radio. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. It could be midday. Could yeah, be. it could be anything. That's true. Like, when you see the film, he's like, oh, and I'm out. It's yeah, like, he's got like a tennis racket. You're like, yeah. And then he's drinking it, champagne when he gets the call. It could be late night because, like, they film it during the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell? It was weird as hell. And Bill Hader is a stand-up. Yeah. Which I think is, uh, when you think about it, like, can you imagine, like, you found out Pat Oswald had to go back and 
back to his town, I wherever he's from, that. and then had to kill this fucking demonic clown. I, I, could, I could imagine that. Or Louis C.K. Who's the guy? Oh, Jim Norton would be great. Oh, Jimmy? J yeah, Jimmy I'll kill you, fuck you. <laughs> Jim Norton would actually be the perfect person to have to go back. Yo, and to Edison, New Jersey? Yeah, to kill his demons? Yes. That, that would work. Or where we are in beautiful New Brunswick, New Jersey? <laughs> and like, Bill Hader's portrayal of stand-up, though no one ever gets stand-up right in a movie, Never. this was like, it was fine enough. Like, yeah, it was good. It wasn't like funny, but it was like, yeah, that's what a stand-up might also, be. Also, Bill Hader's a good actor. He is. So, it's, I thought it was good. I thought he was, and also, again, perfect casting. Perfect casting, looks like perfect the kid. Casting. Acts like the kid, like when he's like despondent about yeah. certain things, he's just like. And also, like it was the addition to that. I guess he's gay. Yeah, that was um, that was, I guess. I I, I frustrated. Like I think it's a good touch in terms of, like, it's there. It's kind of who the character is, but it does feel like it kind of comes out of like nowhere. Yeah, it does kind of come out of nowhere. Like I think that's what they were kind of going for with the mm -hmm. gay murders in the right. beginning. I, but I I thought that. So, too, that I was trying to, like, pull that back. And why he may have been in the closet, because people need to just get openly gay bash in this town. Um, shut up, Bill. Yeah. Um, Richie, sorry. Um, and, and, like, when he's a kid, one of his first kind of, like, um, crushes, I guess, is the bully's yeah. cousin. Yeah. You know, so, like, that comes into play. Um, yeah, but he's definitely attracted to Eddie, right? He is. Yeah. He is. That's, um... I think he, he does the, the heart. Yeah. So the Eddie and Richie, E and R or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. That and that translation was a little rough. Yeah, I kind of missed that. Yeah, it was kind of just like, okay. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just didn't think it added anything. I didn't think it made it more. I, it made it, I guess it gave him something more to work with. But I think it was just like a justification for all the dick jokes. Yeah. But that's. But that's so, like, cliche. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, it's like, oh, he dates all these dick jokes because he's gay. It's like, he's not. Like, I... You and I make dick jokes all the time. make dick jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we see people do dick jokes constantly, but... I think dick jokes are just... just they're just funny. funny. They're just funny. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. Funny. I got a little dick. Yeah, I, I got, got a little dick. dick. It's pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. Go uh, back to episode 69, True Lies. <laughs> yes. 69? Yeah. Um, just to give the audience a uh, an idea of what the production on this podcast is, we are filming today and releasing episode sixty nine. So like by the time you hear this, you'll know how many episodes have passed between. So like a little behind the curtain for uh, the true fans, all one of you, or, <laughs> or in the sewer drain as we like to say over here, where we all float down here. Now um, I will say though the night court I. Of all the adults in the original, I yeah, think he's, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah, like he's funny. That's all. He's hidden on chicks. He's uh, trying. Pennywise is yeah. like tormenting him. He really is the only person that I felt like the Pennywise torment was landing for me. Yeah, like that library scene. The library scene where he's just annoying. Him. Yeah, yeah, and like that really showed me Pennywise's kind of like power. Yeah, and Deary, they're like he's. Torturing Richie, no one else can see it, and it, like you see so many elements of like what Pennywise is doing and kind of how it works. Yeah. In the scenes with Richie versus anybody else, like also well, he, maybe a nettle too. He's the only one who had uh, the only rational idea. Mm -hmm. How about we get a gun? 
Smartest guy in the fucking Smartest guy in the fucking losers club. Smartest guy in the game. Yeah, get a fucking. Why did they should all be coming in like Schwarzenegger and Commando? I'm you, and have like machetes. Yeah, machetes like, like coming in with like the two like swords coming out of your yeah. back, but you also have like two machine guns, like yeah. almost like a the Casey Jones. Uh, have, yes, a heavily armed <laughs> Casey Jones. Exactly yeah. where I was going. <laughs> so, oh uh, man, yeah. No, I like going back to what you were saying towards the beginning of the podcast. What we would do in this situation, yeah, we would come strapped. Uh, oh, like, forget it. That clown. I'm not even a gun guy. No, me neither. But guess what? In you this know, situation, Danny the Kid's coming with two pistols on his side. It's like ba 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 ba. Most of most of the movie with us would be at like the fire range. Like never shot a gun before. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and most of it would be like us at the bar, like taking shots. Like <laughs> I'll figure it out. We don't need to go. Let's mm -hmm. just, we'll just we're shooting a clown, right? Yeah. How many clowns are in the sewer? Turns out there's a lot more than you thought. Um, now, What's interesting with the Richie character and his uh, his queerness, right? Um, is is that who he is? I don't know. If the movie doesn't. I don't think defines. But like, is that who he is as an adult, or is this coming back because he's back in town? No, I think he's he's just actually he, gay. Yeah, I think he's gay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so too. But like, I think maybe the, the, his childhood memory of this is like I, I guess think the childhood memory of maybe the Eddie Eddie thing? yeah that. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. And I think there's like an underlying, which he does a great job of like the underlying depression about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he I think there's up. a lot of, uh, also in stand-up if you're, if you're gay, I feel like there's a, a very high closeted, because you I want to appeal so. to as many people as possible. I think and also, so. like I, I, I know on stage that you, I don't tell certain parts of my life. Sure. So that I could do jokes about right. something else. Right. Like. Same. Like, I do all these, I'll do jokes about my sister constantly, and people are like, oh, that's really wrong. It's like, well, it's not really wrong. I don't even have a sister. Right. Like, it's just... Right. So, it's all, like, just a joke on that. So, I, I could see that. Like, and that could add to... It's like, oh, I'm sitting there and talking to my girlfriend, and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Like, the kind of... The but meanwhile, he's just alone, yeah. Right. Like, he's too famous now that he can't, like, them gay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is, um... It is compelling. Like I said, although it comes out of nowhere, it yeah, is it's kind of interesting, like, but it's not. It's completely unnecessary. It's unnecessary, but like you know, like you said, interesting. Yeah. Um, and I guess what's interesting is that it, the the clown Pennywise, um, is outing him. Yes. Like, which another level of villainry. Yo, fucking <laughs> this guy not only is a homophobe, he's fucking. I mean, that, that's a form of violence. Yeah, right? seriously. But no, Bill Hader um, is. He's a very compelling character to follow. It? The most woke podcast we've done yet? Go ahead. Somehow. I don't Somehow. know how that happened. Um, no, it was just like he's a compelling character. I think he's got a lot of good backstory. Yes. And even though it's not necessary, per it's se, not. it's still like, it's good that we're in a universe where characters... It does characters round them out. Yeah. It rounds them out. I think, I think it definitely helps. Because like, it's also kind of like... Well, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Like, what's, what do you do? Like, in, in the miniseries, it's like, so you you're not married, you're not anything. Like, what are you doing? Like, I guess I could say the same about my life. I'm literally about the same exact age. I'm literally almost the exact same thing as Bill Hader, and I'm not gay, and I'm not married, <laughs> so I can't. So what's your excuse? Yeah, so it's like I don't have it. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a fucking, I was a fucking asshole in my 20s? I don't know. I don't have an ass. Happens in the best ways. Nah, but... No, just, I guess overall good character, but, like, this is...
probably the closest. Bill Hader still runs away with it. But this is probably the closest between the two series. Like Night Court. Yeah. Night Court wasn't bad. Yeah. He was, no, he wasn't bad. He was pretty. Yeah. He was. Harry the Hat was good. Yeah, he was fun to. Uh, he was fun to follow, for sure. Yeah, I liked. I dug it. I. I love him, though. Mm hmm. Like, that's like I've grown up watching him, you know? Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Let's see. Going back into other characters. No. Also died tragically too young. Really? The only character left, and we're going to talk Pennywise again after this, too. Yeah. But really, the only character left, I believe, Powers! Is um, our friend Stan. Oh, Stan. Oh, I forgot about Stan. Yeah, everyone forgets about Stan. <laughs> He's forgettable. In the original 1990 film, Richard Mazur portrays Stanley Uris, a real estate broker who was a Jewish Boy Scout as a kid. Which, I feel like Jewish is just his character. Right. The Jewish is just his character. Probably in both films. Yeah. And then Andy Bean, who plays Stanley Stan Uris, a pragmatic member of the Losers Club who aided in the battle against it in 1989. I think that, that was probably the creepiest part of... Uh, it chapter one, I think, was the picture of the woman. Okay. Wait, the, I'm trying in, to... in the in the Hebrew school. When okay. he was studying for the, the Torah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was studying the Torah for his bar mitzvah. And uh, the the painting of the uh, I guess it was I guess it was a Jewish woman. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. The surrealist painting. That was probably the creepiest. That's part. pretty creepy. I think that was I was I remember thinking like I feel uneasy here. Yeah. Um but uh, Stan, can I? I want to just want to pose this question: sure. Why does Stan commit suicide? Um, <clears throat> he, according to the remake, who tries to flesh this out, which by the way, shouldn't have. Yeah, um, that was such that, a waste. That was, that I was, was like, who's this letter from? That was real dumb. Um, a big misstep by the remake to try to like make you feel okay about Stan's suicide. Yeah. And I think that's because we spent so much time with the kids in it chapter one yeah. that they're assuming that me as an audience member that I care about would Stan. care. Um, I don't. Um, Stan, according to the film, kills himself because he's too afraid to face it again and would only hold them back. So rather than facing his fear, he'll kill himself so that they'll have a better chance of beating it. Bullshit. Bullshit. Um, bullshit rationale. Everyone's afraid of it. Yeah. Everyone. You're taking, like, fucking Kenny Rogers' fucking exit. Yeah. Like, I know when to fold him. Yeah. And yeah. then that's, you just, just don't go! Uh, don't go? You're fucking gonna kill yourself over this? Like, that's not even... Don't go. Oh, I didn't get your message. I'll, I'll say that the remake actually, um... And don't tell me he had, he had integrity, because he killed himself. No, yeah. <laughs> Instead of going. I would rather, like, someone blow me off than kill themselves <laughs> yeah. to hang out with me. <laughs> I don't know if this is, uh, it's kosher, probably not, but, like, uh, they used to call it the coward's way out. Um, yes. So, um, not necessarily, you know, suicides, the whole thing, mental health, if you need help, get help, all that stuff. But, like, in this particular case, the miniseries, um, is really muddy, the, him killing himself, like, it, like, yeah. He just kind of kills himself. He just kind of does. And it kind of, like, he wrote it in blood mm -hmm. on the bathroom wall because he slits his wrist in the bathtub. I just ignored um, that. <laughs> yeah, and he wrote it on the wall. Terrible. I was like, that's your dying move? You're like... 
like, it's not, doesn't make any, God, so they'll know. Right. But, um, I well, because the docuseries jumps back and forth between. That's the end of part one, though. Yeah. When he kills, when he kills himself? Yeah. Okay. So, from a TV miniseries perspective, if I had watched it as. Yeah. I mean, that's actually not a bad ending. Yeah, it's not. That's that that, pretty funny. That's part one, dude. Never mind, I'm wrong. But <laughs> he, uh, and. They tried to justify it in that is because he was the last one to see Pennywise. Yeah. Well, I think they did a better job in the miniseries of, like, well, somewhat. Like, him having another encounter with it outside of them. Yeah. An extended encounter, which is why he's so afraid. I think the the remake, when they're kids, does a better job of it because Stanley's like, you promised me, like, to, like, uh... Bill and uh, everyone else, he's like, you promised you weren't going to let me, Yeah. you know, you weren't going to leave me alone. So, like, he's traumatized because they kind of, like, let him down. Yeah. yeah. Um, which ultimately, I guess, leads him killing himself, which then ultimately leads to, like, it, it's much more legible in the remake, but, like, it doesn't make it better. No. Right? I kind of, see, what I thought they were going for in, this is kind of how I always interpreted it. Is that since he was the last one to see it, and didn't he see the deadlights? I think he saw the deadlights. He saw the deadlights. I, deadlights I agree. And so I always kind of interpreted it. This is could be completely false, but that he kind of like it was always a part of him. Yeah. And, and since he moved, that he was never he never he never really faced it. Right. And then once he heard about it, like it awoke in him. And then kind of like it made him kill himself. Well, I'll tell you that um, that's not a bad theory. Yeah. Given how the bully is affected by it. Yeah. Um, in the films, I don't even remember that kid's Henry name. Henry Bowers. Yeah, Henry Bowers. We'll get to Henry Bowers in both films and then come back to this. Um, Henry Bowers is the most unthreatening old man. Why is he so old too? It's ridiculous. He is eighty-seven years old and. I granted, I know he's a little older by like two years. Alright, let me get old Bowers. In the nineteen ninety film, Michael Cole played Henry Bowers. <laughs> and in twenty nineteen, Teach Grant is Henry Bowers. Teach? Yeah. Same as Teach. The Fuck is that? That's the kind of fucking name. I don't know what to tell you. Yo, uh, teach. Yo, teach, man. Um, you know, there's also a great rapper out there. His name is Will, 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 William Shakespeare. Oh, Yo, shit. teach. One of them dead poets, son. Um, so, <laughs> to your, your theory, right? Um, Henry Bowers has, like, a speaking kind of relationship yeah. with it. Now, I don't know if the, even he has to go back to Derry. I think the yeah. institution he's in isn't in. Isn't in Derry, though. But, like, he saw the deadlights. Yeah. That's why his hair's white. Yeah. And why he has a connection. So your theory yeah, makes I, sense. I think so. Um, both characters are probably talking to it. Yeah. In some capacity. So that makes sense. It's like a part of him. Yeah. No, I mean, I I could totally buy that. Um, you know, if anyone, That's what I'm going with, guys. Yeah. yeah, leave a comment. Leave a comment if you have a different theory, but like, I don't know. I think that's pretty sound. Um, speaking of Henry Bowers, since we're talking about well, one, Stanley Uris, um, a disappointment in both films yeah, because, uh, yeah, 
it's like okay, you just killed yourself, and now you're out of the movie. So yeah, that's that's lame. Uh, write better. Yeah, um, exactly. And then that guy's one of the ultimate that guys. Yeah. In that movie, mm -hmm. uh, he's fucking Veda's Veda Saltenfuss's uncle in My Girl. Jesus. And that I know. And then he's also like one of the the top uh, writers in '61 who's writing about Roger Maris. And I don't know what else. He, he is in a bunch of that shit. That is a that guy. Yeah, he's a that guy, if I've ever seen one. Anyway, but... Henry Bowers, also, a huge disappointment. Huge. Um, in both films, but I would say mostly in this remake. Like, in the original, at least, it's, like, it's not great. Yeah. But it feels like, um... I think they don't, like, spend a lot of time, like, getting into it. So, like, him escaping the mental institution is, like, it's fine. Like, it's not, like, he just does. I don't really need to know why. It's like, oh, shit. Like, it adds, like, a little bit of attention yeah. for a little while. But it's ultimately pointless because he dies without killing anyone. Yeah, and, and he stabs uh, uh, Eddie in the cheek. Yeah, yeah, so, like, he doesn't actually kill anybody in the original, which makes it really pointless, but... I think because we don't spend a lot of time with it, I was generally fine with having this, like, false tension for yeah. a short amount of time. Well, it's kind of like, it was almost like you, you built it up to be this, that, I guess maybe Stephen King did. It was kind of like building him up to be this villain, but it's mm -hmm. like, you already have, like, the villain. Yeah. Like, he's, why are you doing? There's no point to having, and it's almost like the, my planet needs me ending. Yeah. Like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Like, well, you know... I guess the other thing, too, is, um, which I'm probably discounting here, but now I'm thinking about it, is that Pennywise in the original has more limitations. So Henry Bowers is literally brought out because, yeah. like, I can't do it myself. Yes. So it actually worked. Like, I was fine with it because, was like, okay, so I guess he can't do this. Yeah. The remake, there's no indication that Nothing at Pennywise all. can't do Not anything. Not Yeah. Like, he can do pretty much whatever he wants. Correct. So, why does he need Henry Bowers? Yeah, not at all. Um, it, that was confusing, and I felt like they spent too much time trying to show me Henry Bowers escaping. Yeah. And like, ultimately, just say he escaped. Like, I just, just, like, have a radio on. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't need to. I This is one example where, like, the original just kind of, like, half-assing it actually, like... Yeah, I'm like, what's fine? I don't care. Yeah. It's like, cool, that was scary. Especially when you know, what, once you know the payoff mm -hmm. of it, it's like, I don't care. Totally. It's fine. No, do I get ten extra minutes of like, oh shit, that could be a problem? And then it's not. It's, like, it's okay. not, not at all. But you know, they, like, got, I, they got me, I was in Eddie gets stabbed in the cheek, and then Mike gets stabbed in the, uh, Mike gets stabbed in the other one. Yeah. In the uh, original. Which, of course, they gotta stab the black man. Of course. They always, um, of course. But yeah, that's, and then that's it. Then we just go on to Pennywise. Yeah. And Pennywise, I don't think he's. I don't know. Let's, How do you. I, let's get into it. So, okay. in 1990, uh, Pennywise is portrayed by uh, Tim Curry. National Treasure. National Treasure. Great. In two um, countries. Except for the one on the end. That's already taken. I remember you. And I remember we beat you. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> Amazing. We all float. It's fun. Yeah. 2019, we have Bill Skarsgård reprising his particular portrayal of Pennywise, um, which is taking this more horror film yeah. 
monster movie angle. Yeah. Um, which okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. it. It's just to me, it's let like. I'm not saying the miniseries is like this amazing psychological thriller, but like it's more of a psychological thriller in the sense that like he's more scary because he's not scary. Right. Yeah. Right. Versus this Pennywise varies between it's like he's clearly a monster. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's cle he's clearly. And it's filmed Don't go near him. It's filmed like a modern horror film. Yeah. Jump scares and everything. Which as I told you, this is my bias again. I'm sure plenty of people love Skarsgård's portrayal. And it is like the physicality of it is amazing. Yes. Portrayal. Oh, he does. He does some crazy, especially when they're in the, the uh, room, the mirror, mm -hmm. the mirrors, like some of the stuff he's doing there. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's a terrifying, amazing portrayal because of like the mixture of the, uh, the effects, his acting, his face work and all that stuff. But I'm mostly like kind of uninterested in a lot of ways because it feels so referential to modern yes. horror films, which I find personally, again, a personal bias, to be kind of boring because like, okay, you want me to sit in the theater in the dark and be like, you know, get the yeah. violins or pianos thing and then like jump scare. And it's like, yeah. hey, like I know what's coming now. You got me. Yeah. Or the false jump scares. It's like, that's kind of the two modes those movies I, work in. You know what? I also, I, they, they did such a bad job of this and in the second movie, mm -hmm. but I, I and people seem to gloss over. He has become the how do they kill him? Like he right. Right. what are his powers? He right. is so right. insurmountable. Right. He you cannot beat the he's flying, he's up he's enormous, he's now like you can a he's a, a Paul Bunyan walking, no, he can teleport, you right. can you're right. You what, know, like, how, and, and then they just, like, talk shit to him? Right, right. They bullied the bully, basically. No! No, you're right. No! The Penny, Pennywise in the original film, again, what I think sometimes movies forget is the limitations are the strength. Yeah, it's what, that's what makes it so you don't know what he could do. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how this guy works, and, like, the fact that he's using people to do the things that he can't do. Yeah. To me, is more compelling because, like, okay, you have a limit. Yeah. So maybe that's why little kids could beat you. Maybe that's why these adults, yeah, even though they're terrified, might have a shot. Why would these people have a shot at killing this guy? Not, not at all. There's no chance. Like, like uh, he, like, even from the rip, like when Georgie's uh, with the the boat, mm -hmm. like he crawls away and then he reaches yes. his arm out to get. Like yes. you can't even outrun this thing. Right. It would just. I mean, he's got, How do you? He's got McAvoy dead the rights every time in, like, in, in the, the the prison thing, the little glass yeah. prison or whatever. Yeah, and, and the like, wall I guess you're just trying to scare right. The wall of mirrors, like, yeah. I guess you're trying to scare him more, but like, but how but, how much you need to scare him? He's done. You got him right here. Yeah. Finish he's, it. He's been peppered for 27 <laughs> years. <laughs> it's crazy, you know. I just kill them all. <laughs> kill them all. It, it, that to me is. The weakness... Like a Monty Python shoe, just come, just yeah. stop, you could! That That's the weakness to me of the new Pennywise, is that you've made him so much more... He's so indestructible. And indestructible, that like, why are, like, when someone says bring a gun, 
in the original, you're like, well, yeah, they might work. I need a gun, you know? Yeah, but they beat him with fucking silver. But in the remake, it was like, oh, I bring gun. Well, it's like, what is your inversion? Yeah, to shooting this, like, yeah, bring a flamethrower, anything, anything, a tank, like this unbeatable demon monster from with native or like I don't know. They try to explain yeah. it too much, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I felt Tim Curry's portrayal is like this understated monster who yeah. is fucking with you. Yes. He's fucking with you so much that, like, he's real. like, I don't even care to scare you right now. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to. Like, I'm just terrified. I'll get to you eventually. Yeah. Let me do a Prince Albert joke. Let me do, you know, is your refrigerator, or refrigerator running? Yeah. And, and, you know, like, um, I'm, you're going to think you're making out with some chick and then you're going to see my clown yeah. pants. Like, that to me. Or you're driving by and there's. There's seven graves dug, mm -hmm. and one of them's filled in. He's like digging the grave as the clown. Yeah, like that's yeah. creepy. That's it's good stuff. And the childhood trauma is allowed to sort of continue, um, and it, it brings him back in his childlike state because the monster is playing on that part of their fear, which is why he's acting the way that he's acting, why he's telling the jokes that he's telling. Versus this other monster who, like, yes, I'm fucking with your childhood trauma because, like, I'm prodding at it with all these horrific shit. Yes, but I'm also a monster. A literal monster with the big teeth. That I might as well be God, by the way. Basically. Or the devil. Might as well be. What's the difference? There is no, like, in this, there is, he has all the powers of the devil. Right. And, you know, they try to explain it a bit in both films, but, like, the more you're endearing, the more powerful he is. Yeah. Um, now, the remake, excuse me, the original does it kind of stupid with uh, the, the hussy character. Um, yes. Where it was like, she's kind of like comatose, basically, and they're like, oh, I'll just drive out of town. Yeah. So, like... On fucking the bike. Uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> wiggly, wiggly, whack, 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 oh, whack. God. Wiggly, whack. But, um... The, the ending to both of these movies are terrible. Bad. Bad. Which, you know, is more of a disappointment... In 2019. Yes. Because you did everything else so right. Yes. Those are, that, what was, that was what made me think about that. Mm -hmm. Of like how it would be, how our, it would be different if you and I, like, and let's say, you know, five other people that sure. we know, and we had this trauma, like, I, we would literally be beating it to death. Oh, yeah. Like, it would be with, office space. Yeah, office, yes. Die, motherfucker, death. Yes, it would be that. And then, but like the scene would be too long. It'd be twenty-five it'd be so minutes long. It'd be comically violent. <laughs> and it would get funny. It would get scary. It would get funny again. Like, or let's say, like, not even a gun, just a fucking chainsaw or something. Like, if you just heard, like, beep beep, Richie. I know. I just like they never really armed themselves. Never at all. And they yeah. just go into the sewer willy nilly. It just it, you know tetanus. You want to talk about like um. The rituals that they do, like mm -hmm. the random, like, tomes they have to get to. So, because the remake leans more into, like, the Stephen King novel, there's, like, basically a Native American ritual that they yeah. have to do. But that's also, it was, I get it, but how do they know it works? It never has. I, I know. I know. How do they know that works? I gotta go get my old diary. You gotta go get your, you know... A token from yeah, the you queer get, arcade. You yeah, know, like, whatever. Who knows? 
None of it makes sense because it doesn't, like, why would, why would this work because it never has in the 200-something year I mean, history of this town, yeah. so. Yeah, and like, I'm under the impression that it wouldn't just come back. Yeah. Because you've built this monster out so much and like, this backstory and lore that like, okay, why, like you're saying, why would the ritual work? At all. Yeah. Like, I'm, I guess it did, right? We saw it work, but like. But did it? I don't know. No, because it didn't. I would assume that it probably can't. Yeah. That you have to keep doing this cycle, you know? Um, I don't know. There, there's not that sense of There's like a whole finality. thing. They do that in the in the book. And you kind of see what more of it is when it goes back to the turtle. Mm -hmm. That turtle, like, the they allude to. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the turtle. The godlike. Yeah, turtle. it's like basically the universe is on the turtle's shell and all of creation is on the turtle's back of a shell and he's he's the benevolent god and mm -hmm. it is the devil right and, and it's, like it's kind of Loki yeah, Thor Loki and it's like and he that he's kind of explains to him like the turtle's like listen you can't be afraid of it yeah and it's like how do you not be afraid of this thing it's especially terrifying. in the second one how do you not be afraid of it it's absolutely terrifying it's like it's terrifying and isn't true courage uh not the absence of fear, yeah. but but facing, but, fa yeah. but being continuing on. Totally, totally. Somebody's in that. spite of. Might be Churchill or yeah, Roosevelt. Probably is. Who knows? Who cares? Was he afraid of? <laughs> but yeah, I, people. It, you know, that's my biggest beef with it. Chapter two is one. It's too long. Yeah, it's too long of a movie. It's way too long. Um, the the casting's phenomenal. Perfect. And the pacing of it's very good. Pacing's pretty good, even with the length, like... And the ending is stupid. The ending's really weak, so it's like... You've basically taken up almost six hours of my time. Yeah. And, and like, filled most of it. Yeah. Like, but it's that you didn't stick the landing. The landing, but that's very Stephen King-esque. Yes, exactly. You know? And Stephen King, who also makes an appearance in this. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of like the wink and the nod that's happening a lot with this film, too. Is, uh, with the Bill character in, in both films, who is a writer who writes bad endings. Um, yes. It's kind of them, and Stephen King being self-referential and like dumping on himself. But um, Yeah. Yeah, no, but you actually just wrote a bad ending. Yeah, it's just a bad ending. Yeah. Um, but it's like, but you could, that's the whole thing with this. I don't know how you could end it. Because the way they build it up, how could you beat that? No, no. There's no ending that's sufficient. It's very like like he, it's almost like that. Remember that movie, End of Days? Yeah. It's like he beats the devil with a rocket launcher. This doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Like <clears throat> it feels. Um, it's another great franchise, but it feels kind of like Final Destination. -y. Like there's not yeah. a thing to beat at this point. This yeah. It's just like the nature. You're of, like, beating death. Remember. Right. Doesn't make sense. Right. You can only delay it. It appears. Yeah. But in this film, we all assume that they beat. It. For 27 more years, at least. Only time will tell. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. So I'll do a part three to this podcast in, uh, what, 2000? <laughs> uh, 2017 uh, plus 27. Uh, 47. Yeah, no, you're right. 47. Yeah. 46. 46? 46. That was a 46. Be ready for that. I plan on being long since dead by then. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kidding. But, are there, like, any other elements that we need to, um... I mean, we could talk about, like, the the shots and all that stuff. Yeah. Of, like, the carnival, but I don't... I mean... I think, look, 
the movie shot well. Yeah, it's, it's shot really well, and it, it's good pacing, like I said, like, and they focus... The flashbacks, I think, feel better. Yeah, and you definitely think, yeah, I don't, I mean, I think we got it. Yeah, right? I don't really, I mean, I thought it was pretty well done. I don't think anything was rushed. The only thing that sucked was the ending, and then they just rip its heart out, and then they, like, and by the way, I don't know how it could come back either. Right. But why not? It has unlimited power. No, it's totally. This could be anything. That, that's the thing. That was my. That was my fucking brother. I don't know. Like, who gives a shit? It's it's kind of like the MacGuffin factor. Of yeah. It it is so powerful that like we saw the ending and we're skeptical. Yeah. That that's the ending. Um, almost too good of a job of making Pennywise unbeatable. Yeah. Um, it's like Ivan Drago. Where do you go now? Rocky totally. in space. Like. Yeah. Like. Like I said, Skarsgård, Pennywise, has some... He's good. Yeah, he's good, but like, like I said in the last uh, podcast, and I'm still saying it here, Tim I Curry. do prefer Tim Curry. Yeah, like, Tim Curry's I, the best. I mean, again, could be a bias because it's the only original one, but like, it's just, it, the performance is right where it needs to be. Okay, let me ask you this then. I'll, uh, if, because I think, does, do you think part two stands alone? As a singular movie, uh, the twenty nineteen one, because of all the flashbacks, and I think that's why the runtime is as long as it is. I think it can. It's not like a very strong movie by yeah. itself, but I think, I think one is. I think one definitely stands alone. One stands alone. You could one have that. one could have just been it. You know, yeah. like that was fine. That was. I think one is. Um, I think one is a much stronger movie. Yeah. In my opinion, like I think it chapter one is very strong. Um, the Pennywise stuff feels weaker in one, but I think it's because they're like implying that it's gonna get ramp up in two. Yeah. But, like it chapter one is a pretty fucking good movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was much more subtle. The, yeah, this is more like over the top hit you on the head. Yeah, also you it was almost like since they were kids, you don't know what was pennywise and what wasn't. Right. Right. Which I they think they did a fine lot. They walked a fine line doing. Like, you don't know what, like, Bev's father was anything to do with Pen mm -hmm. Pennywise or or uh, Eddie's mother. Right. Or, like, it's just... Or if Henry Bowers himself. Right. I think, like, for both films, um, the kind of part one of both of the films are clearly the strongest. Yeah, I think it's better. It's just good. And I think, like... The child actors in both films are really well done. Like they're they're well cast, they're directed and act, act well, um, and it's just really strong. And like part of what's fun about Chapter Two is we get to revisit them. Yeah. Maybe a bit too much, but like you know, it's like oh, those are kids I kind of liked in that movie. Yeah. Um, and the casting in it Chapter Two is really good. Perfect. Except for uh, what's his name. But. Yeah, I think I kind of lost your original question here, but... Um, Do you think it just stands I think alone? I think it does, but it's not like... I don't think it's that strong. Not very strong. It's a shaky yeah. scaffold. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think I'm so, kind of in the same boat. I don't think it... So I guess the question for you is, um, should this remake exist? I don't know. I, I think Chapter 1, yes. Mm -hmm. I think it does, because I think it's so much better. Chapter 2... I don't think, I don't know. I couldn't say. I don't, I kind of say no. I, yeah. 
Um, like it's good. I, it was kind of like you just had the idea of who to cast, and it was so good, right? That you kind of didn't focus on anything else. Yeah. That it was like, okay, we'll just go with this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to go with your point here, like it chapter one, uh, both of them, right? Like, and we talked about this in the last podcast, but like. It Chapter 1 um, should exist. Yeah. Uh, it was really well done, paced. Like, with a budget, too. I think it's so much better. It's very, very it, good. With the exception, I think the beginning to it, the miniseries, mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Like, I think Tim I think Tim Curry, as Pennywise, in this series, would be so much better. Yeah. No, like, if, uh, if they would have done this series with... Tim not, Curry. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Literally it's, everything it's else. was great, but like, whatever. But yeah. everything else is worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And that's the thing. Like, the miniseries is being hard carried by Tim Curry. Yeah. And the kids. And um, the kids, yeah. And but I think... The I'll, remakes, I'll, the kids are carrying these films. Yeah, I think... And the remakes, though, I think the kids are better. I think the kids are better. Yeah. Um, overall. Because you don't want to relate to the clown, right? <laughs> like, you shouldn't want to. But that's where, like, the miniseries works, is that the clown-kid combination. Yeah. It's strong. The kids are very strong in two. Yeah. The clown is, is strong, but like only because of Pennywise only works in the remake because of Tim Curry. Yeah. Tim Curry did Pennywise, so like now Pennywise is a classic horror yeah. figure. So like they're like, how are we gonna like play Pennywise? Like it's not like the director or the actor made Pennywise, sure it's their interpretation, but like, it was already done so well. Yeah, that's true. That like, you're just like... And also like this, like you said, this, the strong between the Tim Curry and the kids, and then, I mean, it's still a strong thing, but then in the chapter one, but then chapter two, the characters are so much even stronger. The characters are very strong. And that's great writing, they should be. They're adults now, you sure. know, like that. But then Pennywise has to be stronger, so it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, now you're, un but yeah. now you're unbeatable, right? Like now it's it, like, oh. it's like in video game terms, they call it like power creep because yes. you keep like introducing elements, like you have to like keep upping the yeah. stakes, and like, yeah, I think that um, they made they overtuned Pennywise, yeah, and it took away from these characters. You can fly, develop. you can fucking man, you can fucking shape shift, you can fucking. Okay, so, then he could win. Yeah. Okay. Um, that would have been a great turn of events if he killed all of them. If yeah. They made, dude. If they, oh god, if that was the ending of the movie, they just killed. He just killed them. Then they made more fucking it movies of yeah. just that, and you don't know if he's gonna win. God, yo, that what are we doing here? We gotta go. Nice. We, got, we gotta we gotta go. Come back, please. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll write this movie. Nah. So, long roundabout way of saying, um, I actually tend to agree with you. I think that. I believe It Chapter 2 should exist because um, I'm grading it on the scale of compared to like part two of the miniseries, it's so much stronger. It has yeah. the same issue though, is that the ending doesn't work. Stankaroonie. It doesn't work. Um, you know, and I, look, I feel for Stephen King. Like, I get that you're making the reference of like, I can't make ending, but like, you didn't make a good yeah, ending. Yeah, you didn't make a good ending. You know, either. it's like a guy's like, yeah, I know. I always strike out, you know. And it's like it's the World Series, and like, but then oh, he I strikes out. out. Oh, like, no, I don't care. Like, does it make it okay? Get better, you know. Um, yeah, that 
ending, it, it's tenuous, right? Because all the goodwill gets kind of like somewhat deleted by the ending. But if you could take that ending out, um, everything else they did was so strong. Yeah. Um, really, just, the only battle they lost is the Pennywise battle. Yeah. But I'll be honest, if they just killed, if he killed the kid, the... The grown-ups, that would like, been so like, good. like maybe a few more. Do you understand, like, every movie's better when the bad guy wins? That's true. It's so much better. That's true. Yeah. No, I agree. They, um, there, I've seen some mediocre movies, and the bad guy won, and I was like, this movie deserves an Oscar. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at you, Arlington Road. I was about to say Arlington Road. <laughs> I was like, Virginia, Virginia something. No, Arlington Road. No, that ending was amazing. Yeah. Go check that out. Check that movie out. Yep. Yep. Uh... Seven. Seven? Yep. Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, which may be on our list. Yeah, it might list. be on our list. Okay, so speaking so, of our list. Yeah, speaking of our list, um, the next film that we're doing, Dan, do you got any ideas for what? I do. Yeah? I think it's time to take a trip over the rainbow. Wow, okay. To the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Oh, shit. And, of course, its counterpart, Nobody Beats the Wiz. Wow, the Wiz. So... What I may include as a bonus, just because I don't think we should do this movie at all. Um, it's not worth it. But for reference point, uh, you should. We should also watch Oz the Great. Oh, Power. I've seen it. Same. I've seen it. Yeah. So then we'll just talk about that. Uh, no need to rewatch it if you don't want to. Um, mm. But uh, yeah. So I've we, seen Wicked. I've I've seen it all. Seen it all, baby. So just for clarity, we're doing The Wizard of Oz and The Wiz. Yes. Then. I don't, is there another Wizard of Oz? We're doing the Judy Garland one, right? We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, no, we're doing another one. I, I've got strong feelings about that film because uh, the VHS era. Oh. I watched a lot of Wizard of Oz as a kid. Um, yeah, my mom is obsessed with Wizard of Oz. Makes sense. Yes. And we'll get into some theories about whether it's about the gold standard or not. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yep. I always thought I was about keeping down the Irish. They <laughs> do that themselves. I know. Casual racism. All right. Um, <laughs> so, that was that was fun, man. That was fun. That was a good. Episode. Good. Cheers. Right, cheers again, cheers man. to that. Uh, All right. I'm Reggie Parker. I'm Dan Farley. You can find me on Instagram at Dan Farley 18. You can find me at RP Comedy. Uh, Retro versus remake. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes. YouTube, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Like and subscribe. Like, subscribe. If you're on iTunes, five stars, if you will. Love the comments and look, leave comments because I answer them. Uh, uh, even <laughs> there's a particular person that leaves a lot of them and I'm a fan of you. Uh, but yeah, this has been another episode of Retro vs. Remake. Next episode is The Wiz and The Wizard of Oz. Uh, this has been fun and have a good one. Signing off. Signing off. Cheers, Cheers. man. Bye.